the lavish supply of grace. So can we stand as we read God's word? Acts chapter 14, verse 8 to 10. Yeah, I will stand for reading of God's word. The next stand will be on you. The lavish supply throughout the month of November. Don't miss any service. I want to deal with the lavish supply of grace. Do you have capacity to receive? Come on, do you have capacity to receive? You know, God loves people with appetite. So when you see your neighbor shouting, his appetite is receiving well. God loves people with appetite. Amen. As I think I was sharing on Morning Koinonia on how I think, for me, buffet is a fraud. Because I can't really eat more than I am going to eat. So it will be Uncle David taking, out, taking us out. We we'll go for a buffet. And I will just sit down, do the pepper soup starter, do the rice, and I'm done. So every time there's a place I used to go for buffet and I just go there and eat, the lady would just be saying, Pastor, you're not tired. Okay, come they go. So one day I planned this lady. I took my brother. There's a slim usher to the door. They're very slim guy. Um, Austin. And they have another guy. He has a bottomless pit somewhere here. Fakwa. That's all. So, we, so one of my cousins went and took a bowl of rice and finished it. I said, not even sweet. Let me try the jollof rice. I said, well, after you have done 25, by the time we were done, virtue left them. And God said to me, this is how I love believers who come to the table to take. So are you ready to take? So we don't come to church to give. We come to church to take. Do you understand? God is more concerned with you taking from him than you giving to him. If you think I'm lying, ask Mary and Martha. One wanted to feed the one who's the bread of life himself. The audacity to take care of Jesus. Wow. He wanted to feed Jesus, the one who's the bread of life. The great feeder, we greet you. But another time, okay, we, we just had so some, I went out with my wife and she said, no, I have to breastfeed. I said, why? She said, because he hurts me because I need to express. And then he hits me that, you know what? This is God. He's the multi-breasted one. God enjoys it when we suck from his grace. But we come to church because we want to give. Lift your hands and say, I'm ready to receive. The endless, lavish supply of grace. You see, so they changed our mind. So we go to church to give or we go to church to mark register. Listen, I went to church today. God, do me well. No, we go to church to receive. We are believers, not achievers. We are receivers, not contributors. So we are not coming to church to contribute to God. Ooh, we are coming to church to receive all of him. Lift your hands after me in the name of Jesus. I receive. I receive everything that grace has made available. I receive in Jesus' name. There's something in this atmosphere, trust me. You don't want to mess with the service. Something in this atmosphere. Glory to God. Let's read out of Acts chapter 8, Acts 14, verse 8 to 10. This is Paul's, Apostle Paul's experience. He was teaching and this happened. And then we'll go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. That we'll, the next time will be a you. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent on his feet, one, being a cripple from his mother's womb, two, who never had walked, three, describing his situation. I'll come here at the end of the service. Because this is some people's excuse. This right there. I don't have strength. I was born like this. This is who I am. Mm. This is who I am. It's just who I am. It's God that made me like this. Accept me the way I am. If you're shut up, that's you are not made like that. You are made in the image of God. 
So go back to the default setting. Stop it. So this is the excuse. Impotent on his feet. I don't have the power. Being a cripple from his mother's womb, you see? He, he follow me, come. He's a generation, you know, then have, you see? I will deal with some things today. Amen. Amen. Next verse. The same head Paul speak. So what can change that thing is the hearing of faith, the hearing of the gospel. The same head God speak, Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith. Ooh, so, ooh, this is, I need to go. To be healed, next verse, verse said, on, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. He received. All those excuses, they, they bore me like this. I've never done this before. All ended by the hearing of the gospel. By the hearing of the gospel. This is why the gospel is important. The hearing of Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. KJV, and we'll go to TPT. We'll take it, we'll move from there. For I know that this shall turn for my salvation through your prayer. Watch this. And the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. That means every time the gospel is being preached, there is a supply. The, the contextual um, discussion is, Paul was saying, some people are preaching the gospel because I'm in prison now. So people want to take my shine in the city. Some are doing it out of envy. Some are doing it because they just want to do it. Paul is saying, no problem. Let them do it. Because once they do it, there will be a release of the supply of Jesus. Because if you angrily give me one million dollars, the money will not be angry with me. <laughs> Do you, you understand that? See? Your anger will not reach the, my account. No, don't worry. Else. We will be quarreling, but the money will be working. It will not be an angry $1 million. No. If you have it, give it to me. It will not tell you I won't be angry with you. It will be exciting in my account whilst we're having beef. So when you meet the gospel and it is being preached, it doesn't matter. Once you receive it, it does its work. It does its work. Glory to God. Give me in TPT so we can, we can do this. Are you being blessed already? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I know that the lavish supply of the spirit of Jesus, the anointed one, and your intercession for me will bring about my... This deliverance is not demon deliverance. Paul was in prison. That's what he meant by you bring about my coming out of prison. So can you see Paul was possessed? No, no. A child of God cannot be possessed. He can be oppressed, he can be obsessed, but possession, no. Your body is the temple of the living God. So Paul is saying, I know that the lavish supply of the Spirit of Jesus, the anointed one, lift your, lift your hand, say, in the name of Jesus, I receive the lavish supply of the gospel of grace in Jesus matchless father through your weight in this building open up our eyes to see Jesus open our ears to hear open our hearts to understand strengthen this preacher give me nimbleness of mind and agile thought through your weight in this building from within us be glorified in this room in Jesus' matchless name and everybody said amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord amen amen Amen. When we say the gospel is one size fits all, when we say the message is one size fits all, it means that the message is good for every situation. The message is good for every situation. Those days I used to do boss evangelism. Some of you never entered down for in your life. You're rich kids. Like you're blessed. 
I spoke with someone and said, that was the first time I was entering Damfo in my life. And I said, oh, so, you know, the, those days we used to do Damfo evangelism. We enter into the Damfo. We pay for everybody in the Damfo. And as they're coming out, we say, don't worry, we've paid for it. Me and my friend. Why? Because Jesus paid it all. Those are the kind of crazy things we used to do. But our competitors in the Damfo was a certain group of people. I don't know what to call them. So before we start in the Damfo in the mood where they just say, hello, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I have this particular drug. Yeah. If you have waist pain, it will heal you. It will heal you. If you're a woman here, you're looking for a child. When you take this drug, it will heal you. If you're a man, you have any even problem, this will heal you. So one day I looked at the guy and said, this one drug is powerful enough to do all of this. So when I was studying for the, for, for the service this morning, the Spirit of God brought me to the guy and said to me, that is the purpose of the gospel. The gospel is the message that is good for every situation. Paul never preached a circumstantial gospel. That means if, if Paul was here, Paul would not be doing a service how to survive COVID. Paul will not be doing a post-COVID service for ways to, to come out of the recession in COVID. That is not the message of the gospel. That's not the message of the gospel. Paul will not be doing a marriage seminar on Sunday morning. That's a department in church that is important, but that's not the feeding of the church because not everybody will be married, but everybody is complete in Christ. That is the truth. So Paul won't use Sunday morning to do. If your mother slapped my mother, what will you do? And they will not be discussing it on Sunday morning. Because the message of the gospel is the message of the believer, is the feeding of the believer. We actually think that the grace message that saves us, once we get saved, we grow out of the grace message into deeper things. No. The message that saves you is the message that builds you. It's the message that keeps you. It's the same message that saves. So we don't change diet because of growth. We don't say now that we are, you are not saved. Let's go into deeper things. There's nothing deeper than grace. There's nothing deeper than the gospel. When he died on the cross, when they pierced his hands, it was really deep. When they pierced his side, they pierced deep. When he was thrown in the grave, it was deep. There is nothing deeper than his death, his burial, and resurrection. And this is the gospel, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 to 5. You see it clearly. 1 to 4, the message of the gospel. So Paul makes it clear, our message, the only message given, given to us to preach is the message of God's grace. Every other message comes out of the supply of the message of God's grace. Did you hear what I said? Every other message is a product of the supply of God's grace. Are you listening to me? Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 to 9. Let's, 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 let's lay this foundation so next week we will not have to do this. I marvel that ye, this is the Bible, this is the Bible, I marvel that ye are soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ. Watch this. Onto another gospel. Hold what they are saying. This gospel message, I don't like it. That's what, because the message of God's grace is the message of the gospel. So no gospel, no grace. No grace, no gospel. Clear. Into another gospel. Verse, verse 7, let's go. Verse 7. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. So when you hear the gospel of Christ, it's talking about the gospel of grace. When you hear the message of the cross, it's talking about the, the gospel of grace. Next verse, verse 8. It says, but do we. So Paul put himself in this category. 
He said, even though I, Paul, or an angel from heaven, said, this is not a man that showed up in that service, so you can't even tell me anything. As we're praying, the chandeliers just moved. One white bed just showed up big. One man came. The wings were... Paul said, even if an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which he have preached, we have preached unto you, let him be accursed and not a man. Barney must communicate him. That's Paul. So accost? How can Paul say that? That's a strong word. Maybe it's a slip of tongue. Let's see verse 9. As we said before, so I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye, that ye have received from, from um, received, let him be accost. He said it twice. Not, it was not slip of tongue. He was very clear that the message that we should hear is the message of his death, his burial, and resurrection. So we have one message. Stop saying, you know, the church has different. No, the church doesn't have different messages. Look at Ensas. Muslims got in front of the, the toll gates and had service. We can't do that. Why? Because we think we have many doctrines. We have one doctrine, and it's the doctrine of God's grace, the doctrine of Jesus. So it didn't matter if you came profound. It didn't matter if you came from um, the mosque in Alausa, Ikeja, or Lake Ifezon. They all went in front of that toll gate, and they did service. We can't. My pastor said, my pastor said, what does the Bible say? is a franchise. That means I should be able to go to Kanu, my degree, Australia, and go to a church, and what I'm hearing is the gospel. It's the same message. It's the same message. It's not man's interpretation. That's why at the Logic Church, we don't do insegesis. Insegesis is you putting your opinion into the scripture and try to manipulate it. We do exegesis. Let the Bible speak for itself. This is the message we have been given. Are you listening to me? Give me the next translation. This is, you know, message is very petty, so let's talk to message. I can't believe your fickleness and how easily you have turned traitor to him who called you by the grace of Christ by embracing a variant message. You know what the variant message is? COVID now, like the variant. Say this is a different, this is a strange variant. Yeah, give me, next verse. It is not a minor variation, stop it. So, so if I am going towards the cameraman over there and you bend me towards this place a little bit, I'm never going to get there. I've missed it. I'm never. So what they do in church, oh, this is so good. The difference between lie, and the difference between truth, the opposite of truth is never lie. It's almost truth. So what the devil will tell you, the devil will never tell you lie, blatant lie. No, he's too wise for that. He's going to give you almost truth. So he sounds like the truth, but it's not the truth. It's called the pseudo gospel. I say this all the time. The biggest problem with Nike is not Adidas. It's not FUBU. It's Nike for Maba. That Nigeria made. It is not a minor variation. You know, it is completely other. An alien message, Jesus. A no message, Jesus. A lie about God. That is my own concern. It's the gross misrepresentation of God as the one who wants to kill you. The one who's trying to punish you. When Jesus already took your punishment on the cross of Calvary. So it's the gross misrepresentation about God. A lie about God. Those who are provoking this agitation among you are turning the message of Christ on his head. Next verse. I love this next verse. Let me be blunt. Watch this. If one of us, even an angel from heaven, were to preach something other than what we preached originally... So the gospel is the original message. So if I tell, 
If I tell my auntie, hey, Auntie Jew, man, you're looking beautiful today. And I tell everybody to express this thing. By the time he gets to Austin, he's flourishing, sleeping with the auntie. Auntie, you're looking beautiful to the man over 60 and you look like this. By the time he gets to Uncle David, gets to, by the time we get to that place, it's a flourish and that he answers, not be smart, you know. See the G1 I hear. Because it would have been distorted. So what is the original message? The message of the gospel. Which we preach to let him be a cause. Next verse, verse 9. I said it once, I will say it again. This is the biggest problem with you all. Anyone, regardless of reputation or credentials, that's where the problem comes from. Who is he, small boy? You know when Daddy Olobosheret was doing this in 1942? Where was he? Where was he? The age of the lie doesn't make it truth. No, it doesn't make it truth. Who is he? Small boy. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't. If, if it's my pedigree, I have small in church too. No, I have. My dad was a pastor. My uncles are. My grandparents were. But I don't, some things I will even say, my mother will say, ah, that's when you talk today. Now, wow. Hmm. So I know that she's struggling. Hmm. Hmm. Job like I, I don't foolish since I don't know anything. Because the age of, my mom is in church. She's on the front row. She's only somewhere. You know, she doesn't do that busy body, your logic of logic. My mom doesn't have that time. <laughs> Credentials or something other than we have received originally, let him be a cause. So the problem is we follow people's reputation and credentials. Don't follow reputation, don't follow credentials. Follow the word of God's grace. Because the age of the lie doesn't make it truth. So the longer the lie, it does not metamorphose to become true because it ought to stay like that. Are you listening to me? So every other teaching is basically the believer's response to the lavish supply of God's grace. Romans 12 verse 1, message. Let me show you something. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Are you getting blessed already? We're getting to the crux of the matter in, in a bit. Romans 12 verse 1, message translation. So here is what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Watch this. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. I want to do some, Uncle do maybe brother do me. I want to do something for the Lord. The Bible says embracing what he has done for you is the best thing you can do for him. So what do we do? We are the ones who are embracing and responding to what he has done. If he's the guy, he's the groom, and we are the bride, who is doing the chasing? So where do we get all these God chasers from? Where do you see him to chase him? Where you see him chase him? Where, where? So it is because he chased us and put his chase within us that we are chasing him with what he chased us. So the Bible says we love him because he first loved us. Because man does not have love to give to God. Have you been able to love your wife and your parents successfully that you want to jump, want to love God? Uncle Lovina. How are you going to do that? So God gives you his love for you to give him back his love because God cannot receive anything that is not God. You see that? Because he's God in his entire... So he gives you enough love so that you now have enough love to give him back. So we love him because he first loved us. But the beginning verse says, this is love. Not that we love him, but that he loved us. First John. Thank you. Thank you. So we respond to his love. 
Are you listening to me this morning? Titus chapter 2 verse 11 and 12. Grace is not a license to sin. It is for the grace of God that bringeth salvation. So what brings salvation? Grace hath appeared to all men. All men. Stop feeling like you're God's first cause and the grace is available to everybody. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, not the church. Jesus died for the world. Jesus did not die for the church. He died for the world. That means his grace is available for everybody. You've heard me say this too many times. The grace of God is promiscuous. That means it has the ability to flirt with anybody. Are you listening to me? As appeared to all men. Next verse. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we should live soberly. So who does the teaching? Not the pastor. So what we teach, we teach grace. Grace does the teaching. It is not your excused face that teaches grace. So you can't have this. Let me, I want to teach about fornication today. There is no service like that in scripture. You teach grace. Grace will fix that issue. So whether you do your face like armpit, it was not going to, it's not going to change anybody. I have been in church all my life. I heard all those messages. It does not change people. My dad died with two Ghana two Ghana must go back of of The best it does is character modification, not inner transformation. I've seen it all. Say the way they dress. No, 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 no. I've seen those long skirts go all the way up. All the way up. Forget it. Leave those things. You are, you are more of a believer, real, than the ones who are doing face like... Your excuse face is not a demonstration of anointing. It's ignorance. Yeah. Met a minister before me. I say, because I shake you now, your anointing would reduce as you are going to sing. Get that? Yeah. On Mount Sinai, 3,000 people died. When there was that appearance, at, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost was fully come, 3,000 people gave their life to Christ. So the law repels. Grace attracts. So if people are running from you because you are a Christian, you don't understand grace. Jesus was friends with everybody. He did not become like them. He changed them. He changed them. He was the influence. He was the influence. I've seen all those... Was a sister in church, she looked like God's first cousin. And when she passes you, then you think that the Holy Ghost just passed you. She couldn't greet us. If you shake her, she would like this. Look at you. And I'm like, oh, I say, God, let me be holy like this is down. Because this holiness, not be here. Not be no, no. It's deep. Brush the Lord. Brush the Lord. Brush your heart. Brush. She got wedded in our church. I was not told the story. And after the wedding, it was not long. They give announcement in church. Sister, God bless you. Sister XYZ have born. They have child. That's how all of us started counting January, <laughs> February, March. Ah, for me, say, there's something wrong here. Say yes, we are counting. January, 
on, it was foreign and made it popular. Say, uh, bros, this is six months old. It's, it's supposed to be nine. They adjusted it. He said, no. They, they do things. They, they do better things. They do things. Come to do face like armpits. Receive grace to see new transformation. Forget those things. I've seen it all. It's all fig leaves, brothers and sisters. Only the blood of Christ can cover us properly. Our fig leaves, they won't last. They'll dry up after a while. Only the blood of Christ, like it happened in the Garden of Eden, can cover your nakedness effectively. So if you want to be covered, you come to grace. It is grace that teaches. Grace that teaches. So brother, who used to? He's in church. He wants to give his testimony. I'm going to do a testimony service for such peculiar people. Say, Flourish, I would do, you know, the Ministry of Agriculture, you know. You know, it's just four, four every day. Masturbate, four. Was in bondage. He came to me. I showed him the Bible. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Do not be perfect and walk before me. So God does not require perfection for you to start walking with him. It is in the walk that you get changed. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know what transformation is? I'm moving whilst I'm changing. I'm changing whilst I'm moving. It's transition formation. Four months after, he said to me, Piflo, man, I just lost it. I can't find it. I can't do it again. What happened? I said, no, I didn't give you five steps, four steps. No, no. It is the grace of God that will teach you to deny. So what happened to him? He received grace and received the supply of grace. The lavish supply of grace. The excessive lavish supply of grace. You will receive it. So it's grace. The biggest testimony is Uncle D. It would be people who come to my office and say, people, man, I'm done with that married man. I'm like, ah, but I didn't teach adultery on Sunday. I was just teaching. He said, no, you don't have to teach adultery to have transformation. When you teach Jesus, he does the work of transformation. Grace teaches because his one size fits all. Are you listening to me? So get exposed to the word of God's grace. Find a pastor that you can talk to if you need to receive counsel. Because my mama said, if you get sore for a leg, you know they wear socks and boots. You expose it to sun. So you have to expose the injury to the son of righteousness who comes with healing in his wings. Are you listening to me? Are you getting blessed? Yeah. That's our big, not cars though. Oh, if you want to do testimony of financial breakthrough, we have four services. We will not close in this service, but the testimonies I'm big about, maybe we'll take some 31st night, is the lives that have been changed. I was suicidal. I was homosexual. I was bisexual. I was confused. Like the sister who said to me, she, she couldn't sleep without masturbating. No, I remember, she could, she, we had the meeting with London Church, so London Church, if would have seen, they've heard her testimony in one hand. They started coming to church, I'll be preaching, you are in Christ justified. He is in you glorified. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are not condemned. You are who God says you are. All things are working together for good. You are cleansed. All your sins have been forgiven. She didn't know, she said to me, she said, Piflo, that I had the video that I would use for masturbation. After a while, I didn't need it. I saved it on my file. So I would just go there, pick the file, and do what I got to do. After three months, I tried, and I couldn't find the file. I said, what? Before, why it has been deleted, because transition formation. Had... So she picked her phone, and then she did it again. That day, she couldn't sleep. That's when she knew that, no, I don't be past this thing. Before, I would do it to sleep. Now I'm doing it, I can't sleep. Why? I don't big pastor. That was the last time she did it. 
This is the message of God's grace. That's your grace message, very cheap message. No, it's not cheap, it's free. It's a difference. It's not cheap, it's free. Cheap is relative. Business class is cheap for some people. <laughs> I want to travel. Malata, Kebohosha, Shibratato, whatever it means to you, amen. Boza. Amen. <laughs> but it is free. That means it's available to everybody. Not cheap. Free. The gospel of God's grace. Lift your hands in the name of Jesus. I receive your grace. I receive your grace for transformation. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 to 9. Give me the message translation. Ephesians 2, 5 to 9. Let's go. Let's go. I want to go somewhere with this. The supply. The lavish supply. Every time I say supply, please remind me. The lavish supply of grace. He embraced us, he took our sin-dead lives, and made us alive in Christ. He did all this on his own with no help from us. We are not contributors, we are what? Receivers. Next verse. Then he picked us up, set us down in the highest heaven, in the company with Jesus, our Messiah. Verse 7. Now God has us where he wants us with all the time in the world and next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Salvation, that's the word saving. Salvation is all his idea and all his work. All we do, those of us who want to do something, is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. Keep this one. So salvation is his work. It is his idea. What we do is let him do his work. I say this all the time. Salvation is like surgery. You don't fight with the doctor. You sleep and let him walk. Some of you, what you are doing is saying, no, leave my liver, I'll come up for there. And I'm like, no, no touch, no touch, no touch. That's why they put you in, what's that injection again, Dr. Becky? They sedate you to sleep because you have to come into rest. Uh-huh. You have to come into rest. Even before God brought, Ad, brought Eve out of Adam, Adam had to come into rest. That, some of you have jumped off from your surgery point. That's why you leave a trail of mess anywhere you go, you are bleeding. But the doctor keeps chasing. The doctor keeps chasing, lie down, let me finish my work. The doctor keeps chasing. Your, your liver has fallen. He's taking it back. He's cleaning it up. He's putting you back together. You are, you are a moving mess. And the reason you are a moving mess is that you have not, you have not gotten to the place where you can say, Father, the one I have do, have do. Because God will bring you to the end of yourself for you to see the beginning of God. He's let him do his work. That's how to live a Christian life. Let him live his life through your life. No man can live the Christian life. Only Christ can live his life through your life. Are you listening to me? These are not conventional stuff. I can dare you go around this express on Sunday morning. You won't hear this word of God's grace. Maybe very few of them know it. And that's why the church has gone wide, but not deep. Because we just want, bless me. Bless you. Amen. 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 Check those prophetic magic show center. It's, they have more numbers. So they haven't telling me before, you want to make money like this? Sweet you, they preach. I watch you sometimes. One of them told me, I watch you sometimes. You don't want you're a young boy, you won't suffer. You don't want him. You see this guy, you? Because it brings money. But we are raising a generation in this church where we would give not from manipulation, but from revelation. Amen. If you're among them, say amen. amen. We'll not give from manipulation, we'll give from revelation amen. that we know. Amen. So grace cannot be balanced with good behavior. 
Grace can only be balanced by faith in God's word. Did you hear what I said? So you, because when you start hearing, balance it, Balenciaga, thank you. What do you want to balance? Grace is a person, his name is Jesus. What you are saying is Jesus is not standing well. So you don't balance grace with good behavior. You balance grace with faith in God's word. Faith in the gospel. So how do you balance grace? By believing grace. Father, I believe what you have said concerning me. That's how to balance. And then he walks in your life. As important as the teaching of faith is, because we have all those word of faith brethren who say, man, we don't do grace, we believe in faith. You are joking. Because faith cannot take delivery of what grace has not supplied. Hey, this is the biggest problem with the word of faith, guys. Grace itself cannot take delivery. Faith cannot take delivery of what grace has not supplied. Because grace makes all things available. Faith makes all things obtainable. So by faith, we are able to take what grace has already provided. So, uh, it's only we, we are able to take what grace so if grace has not provided it you can fit it from here to next week it will not happen so you find out what grace has done then you lay hold on what grace has done Ephesians 2 verse 5 and 8 let me show you something Ephesians 2 verse 5 and 8 it says even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together in Christ by grace are you saved period so you are saved by grace but how do you activate this grace that has been made available to you? You take it by faith. Give me verse 8. Verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith. So every, Jesus died for everybody, but not everybody is saved. Why? Because not, not everybody has received faith to take what grace has already done. So there is saving faith available to everybody. And what activates this saving faith is the preaching of the gospel. So every time you preach the gospel, what is available to the people is saving faith. To get them into salvation. Any teaching of faith without understanding grace becomes works or motivational speech. At best, hope. At best, hope. I didn't give you this. The compare if you can find eyes have not seen, ears have not heard that scripture, 9 and 10. At best hope. So we will now preach some scriptures because we don't understand grace. We'll preach faith and it becomes more, claim it, say it, and you, it is not premised on the finished work. You can't have it. So the gospel of God's grace becomes the foundation with which every other thing is released to the body of Christ. Are you listening to me? As it is written, I had not said, oh, we used to preach this. You know, you can preach from here because this is hope. And this is not for the New Testament believer, but we pray with it. How many eyes have not seen what the Lord is going to do for me? Are you joking? But pastors, I, I said, sir, I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. What is going to happen? Do you get ready? Something is coming. And you read the next verse, verse 10. But God had revealed them unto us. So we are of the generation that knows what God is about to do. So that faith, that verse 9, it's not for believers. It's for unbelievers. I was talking to Old Testament believers. It says, but God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. And the spirit searches all things. Yeah, the deep things of God. So my mind is not able to articulate it in its entirety and totality, but my spirit has seen it. That's when I see it, I know it because I've seen it. So the first time I walked into this hall, I saw it because I had seen it. I'm like, this place is good for you. Yeah. That's when, when you see him or see her, you would know because your spirit has seen it. 
when you step into the you would know how do you know it's called no ability bad english good preaching but you know what i'm saying you be spread the spirit you would know it you would know it you would know it went for a prayer meeting one young lady showed up in the prayer meeting walked into the prayer meeting whilst i was leading prayer i knew it this is the last bus stop she's sitting here knew it knew it i was in a relationship she was in a relationship too but no problem god knows how to close certain doors and bring you into your i knew it so when she walked to me and said, can I have your number for spiritual growth? I gave her because I knew it. And we are still growing in the spirit. We don't grow so so come out. They grow another one, they come out. I'll be only growing in the spirit. Spiritual growth. And spiritual growth, we are growing. She, that's what she said. She, said she took my number to grow in the spirit. We are growing. We are giving better, so we are growing too. Powerful growth by the bedroom. Molata yako bosa. Grow. We don't grow. Another one. We they grow. <laughs> but I knew it. So any teaching of faith that is not based on the finished work is telling you to claim what God has not made available for you. Because faith cannot lay hold on what grace has not already provided. Faith cannot cash out on anything that grace hasn't done. So grace makes all things available. Faith makes all things obtainable. And then they asked some of you during the Trivia Thursday, you said some crazy things. <laughs> We're not members of this church. Grace makes it, faith takes it. Grace creates it, faith possesses it. Faith is the response to the lavish supply of grace. I'm going to say that again. Faith is the lavish is the response to the lavish supply of grace. If faith is the response to grace, that means we need to pay attention to the message of grace. Doesn't it make sense to you? Yes. Because the more grace you hear, the more faith is released. I'm going to say it again. The more grace you hear, the more faith is released. So if you want to grow... More and more. What do you do? Listen. Let me show you something. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Let me give you. It says, now then, 10 verse 17, not 14. 10 verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing. Watch this. And hearing by the word. Now, in the, the, the English is not the primary language of the scriptures. This will help your Bible interpretation. So if you go to the original rendition, the God here is not Theo, it's Christos. You see it? The God here is not Theo, it's Christus. So proper put, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ, which is the word of his grace. So if you're not hearing grace, you're not building faith. Hey, I want to build my faith. How do you build your faith? By hearing grace. Because the response and the result of hearing grace is that you have faith to take it. Zina, good to see you. That's how you grow. Let me show you from verse 14 to 17. Let me give you context of this verse. Oh, I love this. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, we stop today, we can go. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe? Stay with me, I want you to see this. In him whom, in him of whom they have not heard. So the message of the gospel is about a whom. Another day. And how shall they hear without a preacher? So your preacher is vital. Your preacher is important. 
Your driver may not be anointed. Your steward must not, may not be, but your preacher is important to you. Public service announcement, your preacher is vital. Next verse. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel. This is the background between which he came to verse 17 of peace. And bring glad tidings of good things. Next verse, verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. That is the background of verse 17. I'm going somewhere with this. For Isaiah said, Lord, who had believed, keep the scripture, who had believed our report? Who knows this verse? Isaiah 53. Who had believed our report? What was the report? He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. So he was referring to the gospel, his death, his burial, and resurrection. Who had believed our report? Next verse. So then faith commit by hearing that report. Faith commit by hearing, not every message. Every message does not build your faith. So faith commit by hearing that report and hearing the word of Christos, what he has done. Every message, a motivational message will not build your faith. No way. What builds your faith is grace in God's word. Give me Romans 10, 15 to 17, TPT. Let's read from the Passion Church. And how can the, the message be proclaimed if messengers have yet, uh, have yet to be sent? That's why the scripture says, next verse 16, how welcome is the arrival of those proclaiming the joyful news of peace and of the good things to come? Next verse. But not everyone welcomes the good news. What is the good news? What is the good news? Oh, I can hear you. What is the good news? Says woman. What is the good news? As Isaiah said, Lord, is there anyone who hears and believes our message? That is the message of the gospel. Next verse. Faith then is bathed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance. That message of the anointed one, not of God there. Of the Christ, the message of Christ. So every message does not build your faith. Am I doing well this morning? Only the message of grace can build your faith. You see why faith is not active in anyone's life? Because faith is not default setting. Faith is programmed from grace. God, thank you. Thank you. You know my biggest encouragement when I preach? It's not your amen. It's the path the Holy Ghost gives me and say, thank you, son. Yeah. That's my biggest encouragement. He just gave me that path. That's well done. So if you don't shout at the end of the service, I'm very good. Like, it's so sweet. Thank you, son. This is something that nobody has taught. A lot of people don't know this. Did you see the video I shared yesterday at the, at the lounge? Yeah. People are now catching the truth of what happened in the Garden of Eden. It's coming. Let me show you Romans 10, verse 17. Give me message translation. The message is petty. Moji, he goes straight to the point. The point is, before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen. That's it. Case closed. Now you see why I like message, why your TPT? 
see, the point is before you trust, you have to, so you must be trusting not on a prophetic word, but on what Christ has done. Because that prophetic word can shock you. So before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there is nothing to listen to. So there are many churches this morning, there is nothing to listen to. Why? Christ is not being preached. Allah, imagine. Spend two, three hours on a Sunday morning and you're not hearing grace. Waste of time. A variant message. No message. A lie about God. Are you saying that? So faith is the proper, so it's not three steps, three to seven steps to build faith. Faith doesn't, de- hey God, God said to me, grace doesn't demand faith. Grace supplies faith. Once you hear this gospel, faith comes alive. Then you begin to receive. So grace doesn't demand faith. Grace supplies faith. God, thank you. It's a good member. Always correct me. Grace doesn't demand faith. Grace supplies the lavish supply. That's what it does. It lavishly supplies. So if you're not hearing grace, you are not building faith. You're not building faith. Because the message of God's grace that faith. I need to rush. I need to go to the mountain and be beat and say, be close. What is faith now? Can I answer that for you? Faith is believing on what Christ has done for you. Okay, let me go deep now. This may take me five minutes of your mind. Because I want to juggle with something deep. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. <laughs> Leave the church. Ask the average believer, what is faith? Now, faith is substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things, no sin. <laughs> <sighs> It's beyond this. Because this scripture was not talking to you. <laughs> this scripture... <laughs> I should break this table. This scripture has nothing to do with you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'm not hoping for my healing. I'm already healed. I'm not hoping for my breakthrough. He was wounded. Bruised. By his stripes, we were healed. So this means I'm hoping for healing. So this cannot be the definition of faith to the New Testament believer. I told you I was going to go deep for five minutes. I'll come up again if you miss this part. You just play it again. You get it? Because if you read this thing contextually, Shei, it tells you who it was speaking to or speaking about. Next verse, verse two. For by it, the elders obtained the good. Are you the elder he was talking about? He said, how old are you? Not me. Even the elder here, my uncle, was not there. And my mom and my mother-in-law, the oldest folks here, the 60 and above, they were not in this scripture. This scripture talks about Abraham, Isaac, Enoch, Abel, Moses, Samson, Rahab. You see, that's the promiscuity of... They are mentioning Esther, they had Rahab for them. The audacity to add Rahab with Abraham. 
mention Esther. You mention Abraham. You put Rahab. Just in case you want to be funny, he says Rahab the harlot. It's clear in Hebrews. For he said, no, it's not the same Rahab. It was the Rahab from Bethlehem that came from. No, no, no. He says Rahab the harlot. He put her job description there. For emphasis. And then he says Rahab by faith. Rahab that we know that is an international prostitute. The entire New Testament is Rahab by faith. David, that we knew was a womanizer. Enter New Testament, he said, David by faith. Samson that committed suicide. And you tell me suicide will take you to hell. Really? What is Samson doing in the book of Hebrews? I told you I didn't want to go there. You guys are. Because when Jesus died, he edited their lives. Jesus washed them clean. So when they showed up in the New Testament, it's David by faith, Rahab by faith, this by faith. The biggest scam was Moses. Abraham and Moses, let's judge this matter. Abraham, the Bible says in Romans, he staggered not at the promises of God. Are you joking? He did not stagger, he threw back the eye. He's a masoted. But because he had faith before the staggering, nothing else mattered after faith. So he said, Abraham by faith. Moses killed somebody and ran away from Egypt. He gets to Hebrews. He says, Moses by faith, denying the lust of evil. Are you joking? Why? Because the blood of Jesus edits your past. The Old Testament is a fault finding document, the New Testament is a faith finding document. So if you have faith from grace, you are saved. Lift your hands, mention your name, say, flourish by faith. Rahab by faith. Are you serious? Rahab. Why? Because she put the scarlet rope and helped the spies and believed in their God. The, the scarlet robe was a sh- shadow of the blood of Jesus. So Rahab believed in Jesus to come. And if I wrote the Bible, my brother, I would have brought Jesus from the line of Esther. She's pure. Jesus now chose to come through the generation of Rahab, the harlot. So Jesus' great-grandmother is Rahab the harlot. So the grandmother was promiscuous. Jesus is promiscuous. Is it the gene? Jesus is promiscuous with grace. The mother is promiscuous with something else. Is it the promiscuity anyhow? under Esther. God bless you. My Bible says, strong woman, a warrior. Who again in the scripture? Tell me now. Anna. Hey, like Anna prayed. God now gave him Joseph. Joseph now gave him. Hey. The message goes sweet. See, and Anna prayed and waited on the Lord. And God, and from there, he get no. Jesus said, no. I'm coming through Rahab. Come on, come on, beat me. (laughs) 
I did my house. Come and beat me. Because I'm his house. That it may pain you. And that you may know. That it's not by those things. It's by... It's, it's, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Jesus preached a message that he says, a hard saying. Who can hear it? He said, I love you. It's the truth. How do you say Esther? Uh, Deborah, they missed, they went to Rahab, the harlot. That's to show you the promiscuity of the grace of God. Because the love of God knows no boundaries. His acceptance sees no imperfection. So if you are in Christ, you are justified. You know what justification means? Just as if you never did it. So from the day Rahab believed in Jesus to come, he didn't do anything. He just believed. He just believed on the God of the spies. And then, for by it, the elders, give me verse 1. Give me verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 1. So let me explain this. So faith is the Jesus... We are, are we good there? I'm patient. Let's not overfeed them. Faith is the Jesus that they hoped for, but they did not see. But just because they hoped for it for him, they were required, they were, they were, they were called righteous. Give me verse 39. 39. And this all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. He said, what kind of faith is this? I reject it. So if Hebrews chapter 1 is your faith, it means that you will have a good report, but you will not receive the promise. Alarm, Ajay. I just learned that one too. So grace and faith, persons. They received not the promise. That is, they believed in Jesus to come, but they didn't receive. Only Simeon held Jesus and said, now I can die. That elder. Yeah, God kept him to hold the... Say, now that I heard Jesus, that means he's not among those elders now. That's why he's not here, Simeon. That's why Simeon is not here. You won't find Simeon here because Simeon held the Jesus and encountered Jesus before he died. So this is not for the New Testament. Next verse, 40. God haven't provided some better things for us. Not them. Better things for us. That they could not, that they without us should be made perfect. That means they had Jesus to come. We have the very Jesus. My neighbor in VGC bought Grand Cherokee, Igbo man, and told all of us, I don't buy Grand Cherokee. Many years in VGC, one IJGB. I just got back, said, it's not Grand Cherokee, it's Grand Cherokee. He said, you, have, you know the name, I have the motto. <laughs> you know the name, I have the motto. You are trekking, I'm driving the motto. You want to call it, shut up your mouth. And he drove away. So they knew the Jesus about him. We carry him. In him we live. <laughs> says 
Of all the prophets of the Old Testament, none is as great as John the Baptist. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? We'll not forget Elijah. We told the miracles. We'll not forget Moses. But it was John who pointed, now behold the Lamb of God. So your greatness in the kingdom is not premised on the fire you call from heaven. It's your revelation of Jesus. Jesus is who makes you great in the kingdom. The more Jesus you know, some of us are great too. I love you too. Love you too. The scripture now also says that the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Because John the Baptist pointed the Messiah, we carry the Messiah. If you know you carry Jesus, you want to jump up and shout. You want to be excited. You want to be excited. Shout glory! Shout glory! Shout glory! Shout glory! In him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. I'm in Christ justified, he's in me glorified. I am in Christ, in Christ. Shout glory! Hey, Shabbat. Faith is rising inside of you as I preach. You are being healed already as I preach. You are being freed already as I preach. Something is happening to you right now. You are being loosed already. Your testimony is rushing to you because grace has already provided it. And there is faith in your spirit to receive it. Throw your hands up. Shout, thank you, Jesus. See them, we're just talking. <laughs> you see them, we're just talking. We're just talking. Faith has risen within you. Demons will tremble at your presence. What a mighty son you are! Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about you is great. As you move out of church on Mondays, mountains are skipping before you. I said mountains are skipping before you. Valleys are exalted. The crooked ways are made straight. Your delayed payment is coming. Your global recognition is knocking. You are coming out of debt. You are coming out of poverty. You are coming into the next level. You are coming into breakthrough upon breakthrough. I hear blessings upon blessings. I see grace upon grace. I see miracles upon miracles. I see breakthroughs upon breakthroughs. I see power upon power. I see grace upon grace. I see breakthroughs. If this is your word, shout amen, somebody. Yes. You'll see them, we're just talking. Just talking. So, what is faith in the New Testament, Pastor Flourish? I'm glad you asked. I've told you faith is the response to what grace has done. So, what is faith? Hebrews chapter 12, 
verse 2. Put it up there. Hebrews 12, verse 2. Media receive faith to put it on. Yeah. Hebrews 12. We must know what this faith is. Read. One, two, three, go. Looking unto Jesus. <laughs> That's great. So what is faith? Is that we are looking unto what Jesus has done. So faith is responding to what grace has done. So when we receive faith... Grace is being preached. There is a lavish supply. My text is Acts chapter 14. I want to close with this. Acts 14 verse 8 to 10. It says, And there sat a certain man in Lystra, impotent on his feet, being crippled from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Verse, And same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, and perceived that he had faith to be healed. Verse 10, said with a loud voice, stand upright, and he was healed. Keep the scripture. So as a Bible student, when I saw the scripture, Paul is preaching. He looked at somebody. This person has faith to be healed and decreed, and the person was healed. So Rachux, I wanted to investigate what was Paul preaching? Was Paul preaching healing service? Was Paul preaching miracle service? There is nothing wrong in teaching miracle and healing service. But that was not what Paul was teaching. So let's find out what Paul was teaching. Because we need to know what, because the power is in the message. That means that thing that he was teaching supplied something. Acts 13, 38. Let's go to Acts the chapter before. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you forgiveness of sins. Paul was preaching forgiveness of sins. Miracles, they happen. And you say, for the forgiveness, that's just a trivial message. It's, one of, it's not elementary. Why don't you believe it? If it's that simple, why, why do you doubt it sometimes that all your sins are for? Paul was preaching forgiveness of sins. The supply, sorry, the lavish supply of grace was available to do miracles. I was preaching, it was this lady who said the growth on her neck disappeared. She's here. I wasn't preaching healing on IG Life. We are not in church. I was just talking on my phone. IG Life. She sent me a message. There's a growth on my neck. It just disappeared. Vanessa Crown is here. She did a surgery in the UK. She couldn't sleep with AC for years. She tried it after one meeting. She woke up and said, ah, it's like I'm healed. I was not preaching healing. Because you think they're not they preach healing for that church. They're not they preach miracle for that church. The gospel message. Lavishly supplies. Pastor, you know chapter 13 is far from chapter 14. So maybe you are not right. Let's go to chapter 14, verse 3. Long time therefore abode they, speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace. And granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. So they were preaching grace. Signs and wonders follow grace. It's, uh, uh, so we don't follow miracles. Miracles follow us. This sign shall follow them that believe. It's in the uh, verse 3. 
from verse 8, where it happened. Pastor Ashun was chapter 13. It's far from chapter 14. Chapter 14, verse 3. Maybe the message changed in verse 8. So let's see verse 7. And they preached. I hope with these few words of mine. So Paul was not preaching. Paul was not preaching deliverance. Paul was not preaching healing service. There's nothing wrong if there's a service carved out for that. Paul was preaching the gospel. Somebody who has issues with the leg, God's strength. Why the power is in the message. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power. So the gospel does not have power. The gospel is the power. Where is the power of God these days? It's in the gospel. For the preaching of the cross is foolishness. But to us it is the power. So power is not when things are dramatic. Power is when the gospel is being preached. For who God cannot save does not exist. I'm closing. I'm done. Seriously. Let me take one question. Because you all don't come on Wednesday. Let me treat one question and then we can close. Put it up. Put my question. Hello, Pastor Flo. I'm here to recover from some powerful things you said on Temi San's podcast. Have you watched it? Yeah. We were just gisting, in my opinion. It was amazing. God bless you. I wanted to know the gospel view on homosexuality. And are there examples of people in the epistles? Thank you, sir. Can I say this to you people? They're in our community. They're in your church. They're your friends. They're everywhere. It's high time we started preaching the gospel because only the gospel can save them. You cannot go and meet somebody who's, who has that struggle and you come with your Jesus first cousin face. Squeeze your face like I'm saying, hmm? really? That's like just that's no. You are not ministering grace. Show them grace. Grace will fix them. They've they've heard religion. They've heard all kinds. They've not heard gospel. And gospel has messed. The religion is more dangerous than witchcraft. Please put that as a quote. P flow. Religion is more dangerous than witchcraft. So we have judged them if they open up to us. We have criticized them. We have used their, their issues as a point in our message. You cannot be critical with them because you are just as short salvation as you, the liar. So the lie is not a hellable sin. Homosexuality is not hellable sin. And there are some lie that is not hellable sin. We do not have hellable sin and heavenable sin. See, this lie, you lie. God will look him, overlook him if you won't go heaven. But this one, no, no. No. Give me a stand mic. Nobody has, you got stand mic? I'm going to do my illustration quickly. You got us stand mic or something, Qu quickly, quickly. Don't, don't, dis don't disconnect anything. If you have, a, you have an independent stand mic, bring it quick, 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 quick. Let's close the service. Let's close the service. Let me deal with this and then we can close. Who grace cannot save does not exist. 
was not exist. Can you, can you take it up? Keep it there. Thank you. So when the Bible says all have sinned, if this is the cut of Mark, all have sinned. Some of you fell short at this place. So, no, lying are here now. This one a fornication. Now, what for you now? Then a fornication and adultery. Now, then yahoo yahoo, your day here. Why you gonna put life for you now? What for you? You own too much, self. Lie, no, lie, day here now, like this. Yeah, very small, small. Yeah. Unforgiveness are there. Unforgiveness, though, they reach here, small. Because there are people who had malaria and slept and woke up and said they saw believers who didn't go to heaven because of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness does not stop God from loving you. It stops you from receiving. No, your unforgiveness is not too strong to take you to hell. It's a lie. It's a big lie. It just stops you from receiving God's best. So, jam cut off mark was 300 and some of us called 280. We still didn't enter. Somebody's called 15. Still didn't enter. What we think is grace made the difference. And that's not true. That's our teaching. Grace made. So we think that I got 280. God now added 20 to make it 300. So we now feel some sort of entitlement when we come into Christ that I wasn't really bad. And just give me 20 marks. I wasn't really bad. So don't look at me like, do I? I was born in a church. I'm a church. I've always been a church girl. Get out. And then the one who come to church, who is homosexual, hey, all of us didn't make the cut of Mark. Fundamentally. So what Jesus did, he didn't become the difference. He, he didn't make the difference. He became the difference. So he said, you, church boy, sit at home. You, homosexual struggle, sit at home. You, liar, sit at home. You, this, sit at home. I'm going to write the exam for you and give all of you the certificate. That's what makes you more than the conqueror. Because you did not fight, he went, won the victory, and gave you the trophy. So you don't have the right to judge their struggle. Because it is the same grace that saved you. Or else all of you will be in the same WhatsApp group. The same grace that saved you. You understand what I'm saying? You, can, you can't judge. There's no judgment in our constitution, but there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. No, you cannot be saved. So when we see them, we must try and reach out to them. This grace of God. And we know many. Oh God, I know many. By the way, they're in church now. Some of them are in the pulpit. They're everywhere right now. I'm sure someone's going to stone me after the service. I keep getting message from the law and the prophets. <laughs> That's what I just got. I, no, the elders, I get message. But it's the truth. We cannot judge them. We must preach the gospel of God's grace to them. And let me say this to you. You can't put every homosexual struggle in one box. There are people who were abused as children by pastors, by daddies, 
by imams, by reverend fathers, and they thought that was their orientation. There are also people who joined it to have contracts. They just wanted to go up the ladder. And Alaji say, come. And Alaji did what, uh, what the person does. There are also people who claim that from the age four, five, three, they already knew that they were born like that. They are all in different categories. But listen to me. You can't sit there and create those excuses for yourself. You too. I've spoken to the church. Let me speak to you. Because I've seen people in all these boxes and I've seen God change their lives. Because who grace cannot change does not exist. What if you stay there and say, okay, you know, this is who I am. You, what you are saying is grace can't change me. No, give me my text in Acts. Acts chapter, Acts chapter 14. You fall into this category. Impotent from his feet. Being crippled from your mother's womb. Who never had walked. The three categories are there. You are there. You got in by association. You were crippled. You have never done. You and woman know is you. You are in this category. What changed him was not condemnation. Was not a tailor-made message to homosexual. It was the grand message of the gospel that changed them. Keep coming. Hear this gospel. Open your heart to this gospel and see change in your life. I had a video some years ago. Some of you were there when I mentioned if you are, if you have homosexual struggle, come on. And over six to ten people showed up there. And I've seen God change lives in all of these categories. And I'm taking time to deal with it this Sunday morning. Because women are in this category too. I'm dealing with a couple who got into the room and saw the husband with the driver. I've, I've seen it all. And I've seen grace change everybody. So I'm audacious enough to say, I am your pastor. Let them judge you. Come to Jesus. You can be changed. My problem with you is if you're not saying, no, this is who I am, like the guy is saying, you block grace from attending to you. Open your heart and say, let grace fix me and see grace flood your life. Just keep looking straight when you get home, nod your head. These issues, church, don't want to talk about it. And it's plaguing our society. But we come to church and just, we just, we don't want to deal with it. As if Jesus didn't die for them. Give me my scripture in Corinthians so we can close. I'm sorry I took your time today. But I just want to lay this foundation for this, the lavish supply of grace. Don't miss any service till the end of till forever. Don't miss any service. <laughs> know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? This unrighteous here is not talking about action, it's talking about nature. So here he saying, Know ye not that if you have not received the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you're not going, going to inherit the kingdom of God. So don't let any pastor use this for you to say you will go to hell. You are not in this category. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate is in scripture. You will see man, they walk out they shake waist like this. I command your waist to straighten up in the name of Jesus. <laughs> effeminate, it says, no abusers of themselves with mankind. It's there. Are you, see, are you seeing that? Next verse. Next verse, verse 10. Next verse, verse 10. Oh, pull verse 10 for me. If I didn't tell you before, put it in now. Oh God, they've closed church. <laughs> Are you angry what I'm saying? No, no, they Great grace is available to you. 
And the man went there and get wife. The lavish supply of grace is released upon you people. You must show this scripture today. Because this scripture has the deliverance by fire by force. You give me it in TPT, you give me in King James. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 10. You see what the devil is doing? And today we are patient. 10, then you go to 11. What's going on with you people? 10 to 11. Go to 11 too. We continue. So, no thieves, no convertious, non drunkard, not rivalers. Sorry, say that again. LSC 250. I don't know what that is. Okay, LSC 250. Now stop it too. <laughs> One of my brothers actually confessed to me in church. He's in church, but I won't show you who he is. Said to me, it's true. People, what we used to pay for alcohol is more than what we give for offering. Change your ways in Jesus' name. <laughs> he says, no thieves, no convertors, no drunkards. Because you do that in part, you come to church, you put 1K, 2K. You save now. Receive the lavish supply of grace. Because giving is a response from the lavish supply of grace. Yeah. Shall inherit the kingdom of God. See verse 11. Verse 11. Oh, the, it says, listen to this. It says, and such were some of you. Where? That means in Paul's church in Corinthians, you had homosexuals there. From the beginning. So it's not a new problem. It was there. And such were some of you, but you are washed. But you are sanctified, but you are justified and the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit. So if grace did it then, grace can do it now. Because the Bible cannot mean to you today what it did not mean to his original audience. So who grace cannot save does not exist. You don't remove them from that grace of God. Give me the TPT translation. TPT. From, from. Surely you must know that people who practice evil cannot possess the kingdom of the kingdom red. Stop being deceived. People who continue to engage in sexual immorality, idolatry, adultery, sexual perversion, homosexuality, it's clear in scripture. Next verse. Next verse. Verse 10. Fraud. Yes, now because we are, you, but you, I'm, my one is just, a, I'm just a keyboardist. You are playing chord. Continue. You are in the same WhatsApp group, oh. You're just a keyboardist. One actually told me that's God giving him the wealth of the Gentiles. I said, you don't need mad, though. I couldn't believe He said, that's how God is giving him the secret riches of deep. I said, you they mad. Oh, yeah, way, Ray. That's what he's doing. Going. Come and receive the gospel. He says, all fraud, greed. Drunkenness, verbal abuse, forgive my French, which French? Speak English. Extortion. This will not inherit God's kingdom. Verse 11. It's true that some of you once lived those lifestyle. So in the church in Corinthians, there was even a brother in this church sleeping with his father's wife. Not new. 
What changed them? Paul didn't go there and put them on suspicion. Paul went there and said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the living God. So he reprimanded them in the light of their position and not their situation. He convicted them of righteousness, their position in Christ, and not their struggle or their situation. This is one of my classics. This message is good. This message is good. This message is good. Those lifestyle people who are going to say this one is a classic, man. Thank you for the compliment. Once you, sorry, it's true that some of you once lived in those lifestyles, but now you have been purified from sin, made holy, given a perfect standing before God, all because of the power of the name of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and through our union with the Spirit of God. Glory. So you are not condemned. You are justified. Justification means just as if it never happened. So God lives inside of you. And now every time you hear the grace message, faith is released. The, the avalanche, the lavish supply of grace is released upon you that you begin to walk uprightly. You begin to walk properly.